0: Spending an awful lot of time weeding out the right kind of clients from the wrong kind of clients. So eventually we started to produce content that allowed us to protect ourselves. And that's where the idea of a content fortress comes in. You know, create content to get leads and sales.
1: Today's show is sponsored by win, the hour, win the day.com, where we help entrepreneurs stop working so hard. Check us out win, the hour, win the day.com. Hey entrepreneurs, are you going full speed just trying to keep up? Do you feel you have more losses than wins? For years, I was rushing to get to the next thing. There was always something that I had to learn before the thing I actually needed to learn. I felt like I was running in the wrong direction and moving even further away from my goals. So the big question is, how do you stop Do you know about our Winner's Circle? You really want to check it out. What we do in the Winner's Circle is really help you get your ideas to execution super fast, show you how to build an amazing and affordable team, mastering the 60-40 win formula, and getting 25 hours back a week within the first month of working with us. You really, I mean, imagine what you could do with 25 hours back a week. What would you do? Would you spend more time with your family? Would you get your ideas to execution faster? What would you do? What would you do with that 25 hours back a week? Well, I guarantee you, you will love the winner's circle. Check out our link. Check out the winner's circle. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Win the Hour, Win the Day podcast. I am your host, Chris Ward. And today in the house, we have Martin Hunchbatch. Martin is a content strategist and he is going to change the game for us today. Welcome to the show, Martin.
0: Thanks so much, I'm really excited.
1: Okay, Martin, we're all about big results, no fluff here. So let's dive into it because you know what? You know what, as I said to you when we met, I'm like, okay, let's talk about repurposing content, Martin, and all this other stuff, but we've heard it before. What are you going to bring different to the game? So you talked to us about building a fortress Uh, content fortress. So I I might be fumbling that. So why don't we just start with it? What do you mean by that? And why do we need it?
0: Yeah, so the really interesting thing is that content marketing and, you know, content design, and everyone's talking about content and have been for a while. And sometimes we get caught up in these kind of, um, you know, buzzwords. And I think content marketing is definitely one of those words. Uh, and, And we use content marketing to grow our business and we produce loads of content and it delivered loads of traffic and stuff like that. And it works, you know, it delivers more traffic and more leads and more sales. It does work. However, with the the concept of Content Fortress, it's slightly different. So content marketing is about leads and sales and about creating content and attracting your audience, which is great. But you don't really have, you know opportunity to decide the kind of clients you want to work with you know and if you can use content to drive more leads and sales could you use it to try and attract a particular type of person you know we mm-hmm. all speak about you know buyer personas and things like that and who's your own ideal customer but actually when, there's no one out there really talking about combining those two things it's all about help 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 and then hopefully you'll get customers on the back end And we actually got to a point within our agency where we were working with loads of people because our content was delivering leads and sales. But most of the people that were coming to us weren't our ideal customers. Maybe they didn't have the budget. Maybe they didn't have the right mentality. And we ended up just spending an awful lot of time weeding out the right kind of clients from the wrong kind of clients. So eventually we started to produce content that allowed us to protect ourselves. And that's where the idea of a content fortress comes in, you know, create content to get leads and sales. That's one thing. But actually, if you could create content that decides that when someone lands on your website, they consume some of your content, they're able to kind of like self-identify if you're the kind of business for them. And then- Okay, so let
1: me me jump in there just for a second. So in our case, we help entrepreneurs stop working so hard. And we do that through team time and super toolkits. We don't work with brand new businesses for a number of reasons. So if I'm saying, all right, I need, I need to be attracting the right type of client. Is that where we write articles or do blogs or posts about the people we don't want to work with? Like where do, how do we divide that?
0: Yeah. So there's a few ways to do it. Um, We call it repelling content and that's one of the eight pillars within the content fortress. And repelling content is the kind of content that says, Mm -hmm. if you are not this then we're probably not right for you. So the exact example that you asked about is the exact piece of content we personally have created that says, you know, uh, like why new businesses? When we were building websites for clients, we actually had that same problem. We had a lot of new business owners coming to us and it wasn't the right time because our prices were quite high in comparison to what they were expecting. There was a lot of risk involved and we just decided categorically we didn't want to work with brand new business owners. So we published a piece of content that literally said, why new business owners shouldn't pay thousands for a brand new website. And we'd send it to anyone that got in touch with us within the, like a copy and paste and say, Oh, thanks so much for getting in touch. It sounds like a great venture. Here's a piece of content that explains why we don't think you as a brand new business owner should hire an agency like us, because there's a lot of risk involved, you know, big business can change quite a lot. So that's one way that you can do it. You can okay. Literally-
1: so let me, let me unpack that if I can. Okay. So first mm-hmm. of all, Comes to mind a couple questions. One is if they're just reaching out to you, how do you know, and maybe that's your pre-qualifying stage. Like, so you're sending them an article about why you don't work with new business essentially, but how did you know that? Like through the email, did you ask them that? Like, Oh, tell us a little bit about you. And then you respond with that article.
0: Yeah. So one of the common um, sort of, I suppose the the questions that people ask, they get in touch sometimes and they send an email and they say, we absolutely love your brand. Your content's really helpful. It's really, really amazing. And we'd love to work with you. And then they actually divulge, you know, some of that information. So uh, like, Mm. I'm just starting a brand new business and I'm, I'm wondering if it's the, you know, what package should I go for? What should we do? How can we work together? And then that's when we say, you know, we'd love to have a call with you. Um, but might want to check out this article first of all. So actually when people around there are mm. requesting calls from service providers, far mm. too often service providers are so excited about getting on a call with someone and the the having access to, you know, talking to them and potentially selling them, that they jump on a call before they actually pre-qualify. And so we actually take a step back and say, it's great that you want to chat with us. Here's what I want you to do first of all. I'm going to send you a couple of links to a couple of articles. One of them is, you know, our pricing structure and how how that works. And another one might be, but it all depends on what they say in their emails. We might have someone say, I'm a brand new business. We might have other people saying, you know, um, for instance, they, and this is why the content fortress is so important because every customer that gets in touch is so different. Mm -hmm. So if somebody gets in touch and says, hi, I have a budget of a hundred pound and I want to work with you you know, you need a piece of content to, 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 protect your business from that. You don't want to get into a debate about why they need. Okay.
1: Support. Okay. Hold on. So I think I'm getting it. So the fortress is really to protect your time, right? Yes. Okay. Exactly. Okay. So in my case, and I don't know what the answer would be. I don't. Do I think somebody could use my services right from the beginning? Probably. But what, what we work best with is first of all, when you're a new business, you have this idea. And I know I did once I get past this next thing and once I get, oh, I get the website up once I get, and all these things that, you know, you have to get in play. And -hmm. then you think everything will fall in and if it's going to be golden And that doesn't happen because you don't have the infrastructure going from one client to two to five. You think, well, Mm -hmm. once I get caught up, right, well, now I've lost some business. Now I got to bring out more business and you're just chasing your tail. So I tend to work with people who have been in business at least five years, usually 10, because they now realize that this, once they get past this, once they get past this is not going anywhere. And they've been in business 10 years that they obviously they're the common denominator. There's a bigger problem. And that's the lack of infrastructure and the things that they don't set up properly. Right. So I don't know how I would put that in a blog pretty much because you can't say, yeah, it's just you're not going to get me. You're new in business. I guess I could write it something like that. I don't know.
0: Anyways. What what you know is that we've written an article before that says seven reasons you shouldn't work with us. And you'd essentially just list those things. You know, you're not at the... Page in your business. One of our coaching clients has just literally sent us an article that she's written. She's a Facebook ads expert, and she just decided to put all of the reasons that you shouldn't work with her into an article. You know, and you could do this in video. It's not just content. You know, you could do it in a TikTok if you wanted to. You could do it on a podcast. You know, if you just simply just got a pen and paper and wrote down the main six, seven, ten reasons that somebody might not be your ideal customer. And then send it to people. You know, sometimes people say to you, I'm not sure if it's the right time for me yet. What do you think? You know, we've all had those conversations with clients. Mm-hmm. Therefore, okay. you now have a piece of content, some intellectual property out there online that you can literally send to people to say, Here you go, make the decision for yourself.
1: Okay. I know we're at step one and I keep stopping you because I'm intrigued and I have all these questions and this is what we do. <laughs> but I think what I'm seeing is this protects you, which I'm, I'm, don't liberally give away time on my calendar, but this protects you from getting seduced and excited about, oh yes, this is a prospect. So it protects you from wasting your time on that. And then- when we're all about efficiency here at when the hour, when the day, then you have this content that has been well thought out, whether it's a video, whether it's written, and you can say, look, then I'm not sitting there after you wasted my time in the calendar trying to explain this to you. So it's, you're right, the fortress to protect you, your time, and your business. Okay, I'm getting it. Look, I, I catch on. All right, <laughs> let's move forward. Okay, so number one is Repel. What else do we do?
0: Yeah, so I mean, probably won't have time to go through them all, but I'll give you okay. the, the- The sort of pillars. So repelling content is one of them. There's also another side which is is attracting content. So you can create content that allows you to attract people who may never have thought about hiring you in the first place, who you know deep down that you really, really want to work with. So we see this quite a lot when people go from working with one-to-one clients and then they maybe want to transition into corporate clients. You know, you you can use content and create content in order to make that happen just by uh, creating content about you know, why we don't just do this and what other services do we offer? One of the one of the problems I see with content is that people are constantly just drive, trying to drive traffic. They're just creating helpful content. But actually, we found the best performing content is content that helps you communicate what you do and who you serve in a way that you can control. So if you want to create content, if you want to start working with um, a particular segment and you could create content that said, did you know, you know, we actually serve these people as well. You can create case studies about those people. So attracting content is equally as important, especially mm-hmm. because of- so it does work. You've also got. Um, OK, one- so let
1: me pause there for a second, because I think what you're doing is this is pretty deep stuff. I'm, I'm really liking it we, we tend to, I do anyhow, you get into this formula situation where you're like, okay, I got to write content. So here, here's why you need an infrastructure. Here's why you need systems process. Here's why you need your super toolkit. And Mm -hmm. you think once you get caught up, once you get caught up or whatever, blah, blah, blah. So I'm leaning into the problem more than I'd like to. Right. Mm -hmm. Or I can talk about, listen, why you need to start your win team. And it's very different than a VA, but I'm still leaning into the problem where I could be talking about The type of clients we work with, I could write a little story about we work with businesses that have been in business these five plus years, tend to be service-based. And they do, you guys do really well, but now you want to move on to the next level. You want to go from one to many. And how do you do that when you're trapped in your own business? And then do little case studies. So it's almost like uh, we've been so pushed to, you know, what's the problem you solve? But now we could tell stories and make, you know, our clients the characters in that. And that would be valuable content for attraction.
0: Yeah, exactly. And one of the examples we used in the book, Content Fortress, was a, uh, again, one of our students, one of our coaching clients is um, a martial arts school here in the UK. Now, everyone would assume that anyone who wants to join a martial arts school want to join a martial arts school because they want to be like the people in UFC or they want to, you know, win the belts. But actually, this martial arts school, Aiden and Yasmin, they they realized that a lot of people that were signing up to be part of their, their school were people that were being bullied and, and girls wow. as well as boys. So they started to talk about bullying a lot more when none of the other martial arts schools in their town or even probably this country are talking about bullying and how to deal with bullying in a way that doesn't involve violence. Now, for a martial arts school to say, we will help you solve your, your personal problems without violence is rant- It's so far away from what kind of content you think that martial arts school Mm. would create, that they're naturally going to attract more people that want to solve those problems using their head versus their hands. So they use content and case studies in order to make that happen. And then all of their content becomes family friendly rather than here's how to throw the perfect kick or whatever, like a lot of martial arts school might do. And so Mm. they're solving their problem by, you know, thinking smart. And that's kind yeah, of what... I know
1: that's okay. So the stuff is there. We're again, so now it's making me realize, you know, that I could be talking to them in a different vein, because I do, I feel I get trapped in the presenting instead of talking to and the blasting of here's the problem and, you know, whatever, but if we can come at it from a softer storytelling, different angle it's just a a whole more refreshing look and then also what's out there instead of like sales blah blah let me tell you we solve your problems right okay Mm -hmm. profound stuff here it's very subtle but profound okay Mm -hmm. continue my wise friend
0: yeah so then we have um the next two are kind of linked pricing content and sales content so one of the things like i said that people focus on is creating really helpful content but at some point people genuinely do care about what services you offer and how much you charge. So you can create pricing content. What we do is we create uh, pricing content about all of our services. We never have a service on our website that we don't have a price for this scares people because they're like, well, it's bespoke. We're like, no, like there are people out there that want to know how much you charge for particular services. So therefore we advise people to create content about it. You know, if, if for instance, for us, in the past, we've built websites. So we created content, how much does it cost for a website? And you actually talk about that openly, not just for you, but how much they might expect to pay, you know, how much it might cost for an interior decorator, if that's what you do. How much- oh,
1: Okay, Covenant. okay, let me Covenant. jump in here again, because this is why mm. stuff. So when you're first talking, I was like, okay, my pushback is... Many years ago, I read this book and like, the first thing you want to do to drive down business is put your pricing up online, right? Because it can't sell itself and they don't understand what's involved in anything, like the value of it, like whatever. How many times did we go to get a price on something like, oh, I thought this would be, well, right now I'm getting some work done in my basement. Yep. And then we had to go for, for a second thing of lumber. And I said to my uncle, hello, uh, they say money doesn't grow on trees, neither does wood, because this is expensive, <laughs> right? So I how I didn't get that wood and dirt is really expensive. But anyhow, so I think what you're saying is, in my case, a lot of my clients have come to me and they have in the past Uh, Now it's a new thing. You can go to an agency to get a VA. And the problem with that is they can give you, it's almost like giving somebody a chef. Like I could send a highly trained chef to your house And they may be really skilled, but if you've got kids that only want chicken nuggets, it doesn't matter how good that chef is, it's the wrong place. So my thing is, well, that's great. They send you a VA, you've locked into this three-month contract. It's very expensive because you don't know how to hire and onboard yourself. They do that for you. Very pricey. You're locked into it, but the systems aren't set up there. So it's not going to last and it never does. And then you get burnt out and think, well, I can't even do a VA. So I deal with a lot of the fallout on that. So I could write an article on the the costs of hiring from an agency without even if I didn't want to address working with me because there's different entry points of working with me. So I could talk about that cost if I don't want to talk about my own cost.
0: Yeah, you can talk about any cost related topic that you want to that's relevant to your audience. Um, And not to mention that there are countless of examples of, you know, uh, one of our close friends, they build sheds and garden houses and she uses timber and she's always talking about price. But the the reality is, and, and this is the one thing that I think really makes people realize that you should be talking about price on your website, which is if I was on a call with you, I don't care if you're an accountant, a financial advisor, an interior decorator, it really doesn't matter. If I was on a half an hour call and I said to you, What are all of the things that make the price go higher versus lower? Like, you know, within your service, within your package, within your industry, how much would it cost? And sometimes people say, well, I need to know more about your business and I need to know more about this and what we need to deliver. But you can generally always give people a guide price. You don't have to say this Mm -hmm. is the exact price. You can say usually people you know from you can say from three thousand pound for my coaching program you can say people usually spend between three and five thousand pounds you can also say an average cost is four thousand pounds but it okay. really depends on what you want so it's about people giving giving people an indication so that people can self-serve because the last thing you want is somebody that's only got a thousand a, yeah. pound budget getting in touch with you so there's so many yeah. different ways around the pricing debate that will protect you as long as you're producing some content and you're giving people indications, it really, really will save you a lot of time. And we can pretty much guarantee every single sales call we go on, They've seen our prices. We've made them see our prices before we book on a sales call or an indication of them. And we pretty much know that 90% of the proposals we're going to send are going to go to business because we have this infrastructure in place. You know, We don't speak to them unless they've seen our prices. We don't speak to them unless they've consumed some of our content. It just means that we speak to fewer and fewer people, but we've been able to work with better clients, charge more, get better relationships, and we're just not chasing and sales anymore we never have to worry about where the next sale is Mm. coming from because we have the structure in place now the mistake that a lot of people make is they say they have a very thin website they don't have much content about the process and about the price and about the the service itself and they just say get in touch to find out more and then you're in this this sign a cycle of just call after call on the call in the hopes that someone's going to sign up and it's just the, the, the the way that we used to do it and that's why we had to fix it
1: Yeah. And again, you're giving me, I'm just making notes. I don't know if you guys can hear this, but I'm making notes because we do. I, I, I I don't know if it's just me, but you get stuck on, you see this one thing and then you sort of re redo it, repurpose it. And you hear a lot about repurposing content, but even like, yeah, I could write an article about the process. Like, you know, when you start working with us, this is what we do. And we do this discovery part. And then we figure out we, you know, all the, places that water is bleeding out of the boat or leaking out of the boat. And, you know, the, the finding that your VA for you, but then helping you to hire train and onboard them and do all this stuff. So there is a magical journey that people always ask, well, how do you do it? And I yet have to write anything about that. Cause I'm always writing about, you know, this stuff where, listen, and when you're working eight o'clock at nine o'clock at night, you think, well, once I get past this thing, you'll be fine. You won't, you'll be doing that this time next year, but that's still, still problem, problem, problem. It's boring to talk about. And it's, I feel boring to listen to Like, then I'm just this person blasting you all the time.
0: Well, you have to think to yourself, if we really, really, really thought about rather than algorithms and constantly producing content that we think people are going to like in terms of traffic and, and, and leads. If we actually thought about the deep-rooted things that people need before they make a buying decision, you would entirely rethink your content strategy. You would think, okay, what are all of the questions that anybody's asked me on my website You know, or, or when they've got in touch with me? You know, um, a good friend of mine, Marcus Sheridan, who actually wrote the foreword for our book, he's got a book called They Ask You Answer. Um, and he did oh. this for Teaches oh, about-
1: yes, I love that book. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, that yes. did change my I sorry I jumped in there. That yeah. was one of those books where I read it on a Sunday and I was waiting for my team to come up. Okay, everybody on Monday. Listen, <laughs> like, this is what <laughs> exactly. we're doing, right? Yeah. Okay, exactly. hold on now. Um, I, I had a powerful thought. I think we get also trained by, you know, this whole asking the answer and everything is like, well, people are searching for that problem in Google. We keep hearing that over and over again. So you want to be the answer to that question, like how to avoid burnout. Okay. Well, it's not about you being, in my case, a lot of people think they need to be more disciplined, more organized. That's not it because you just reorganize yourself. That doesn't change the infrastructure. Right? So, so then people say, Oh, I'm not organized. You won't be able to work with me. No, you're going to be easier than the organized person. But I've been so trained that when somebody staying at the desk, keying in how to avoid burnout. I had to be the answer to that. But then your other things you're listing here is like, you know, our process and all that stuff is far more interesting. But am Mm -hmm. I going to be the answer to their question when they're doing that search? I guess if I laden it with the correct keywords.
0: I think that's the important thing to remember. Now, we love SEO. What we do is SEO. we drive traffic through content. However, on this particular occasion, what I'm saying is if you want to really, really educate your buyers, forget about the algorithms, forget about SEO for a second. If right. you could create every single piece of content that for everyone, every question that a prospect has asked you like, okay, so what okay. happens after I hand over my cash? What's the next step? What do we do to go live? What do we do to, you know, make this a success? What, what could we oh, do? Okay. To- so it's about managing the process, the sales process through your content as well. So as an example, right. we, created- okay, hold
1: on, hold on. That's really deep. I want to hear your example. But what you're saying is, listen, you're walking, you're just stopping when you get to one door, walk through that door. We've got other things to talk about. That is, that is not even the beginning of the journey. It's the sales journey. So we all got stuck on that SEO be the problem and the solution. And and that's it. We're like a one, I, or we, I'm a one trick pony. And I'm just singing the same song, but you're right. Then there is more to that. There's that whole sales journey. Oh, very deep stuff here. Okay. Excellent. I got it. My apologies. Your example. yeah.
0: Yeah. So the example on that, that, that scenario would be, we created an article, which is the 31 step process to how we build your website. And again, we don't build websites anymore, but this is such a good example. This is a case of When you hand over your cash, when we start the process, then we do this, then we do that, and then we move on. And you can actually use content throughout your buying cycle. So after somebody's handed over the cash, like for instance, let's let's just take a website as an example. You have content that helps people enjoy the experience with you. So when they get started, if you need something like what photographs should go on your website? Great. I've got a piece of content for that. I'm going to send Mm. you that. So you're onboarding that client using content every step of the journey you make them feel you know comfortable
1: oh. you
0: know, a lot of people you know they do okay. have buyer's remorse and they do buy something and they sign up to a program and they're like i've not really had any communication even if you're doing things on the side or in the background you know they, that content can act as really good communication and getting people from a to z you know what i'm
1: just having i like my brain is exploding with ideas. Okay. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So for me, listen, I think everything done well comes down to business. And I remember many years ago, buying a book off Amazon, like, hello, I sound like a dinosaur. I actually bought a book off Amazon. They shipped it to me. (laughs) This is back when dinosaurs were roaming the earth. Okay. (laughs) And I remember thinking how they're shipping me this book. I'm going to get it in three days. And they had all these touch points with me to keep me emotionally engaged on a $20 book. And so I thought, wow, wow, So I then started making videos that were like two minute videos with my clients in their journey, even after they were onboarded with us so Mm -hmm. that they felt like, okay, great. I'm getting these videos. This is what she's working on now. This is what she's working on now. Then we really went to a much more uh, different coaching style. We got the winner circle and different coaching things. So now we have this academy where they can log in and get the you know their videos and transcripts and everything from the training and some other micro trainings. But they have to go there. And somewhere along the way, I have dropped the. So I think what you're saying is you know keeping them engaged by content, you know keeping them feeling that there's value, and I'm always thinking of them because when I'm sending these little videos about. Out. people would talk to me as if we were on the phone. they said, say, well, remember the other yeah. day, Chris, you said blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I did that in a video and everybody gets it, right? So I dropped that somewhere along the line. And I should really be, even though the people come to me, they're overworked, even if they don't read it or they don't watch the two-minute video, there's quality and stuff. And it looks like I'm thinking of them and I'm giving them value and extra things should be part of that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I mean, that's one element. It's about, you know, yeah. providing content to help them get through the, and, and feel comfortable with the fact that you're delivering, you know, this, even though it's an automated right. sequence, if it's the same for everyone, they feel completely happy. Yeah. With that. And that, that two minute video could be turned into a blog post. It could be turned into a podcast, right. it could be turned into any number of pieces of content. As long as you have a customer focused approach to this, rather than an algorithm approach, Which sounds so crazy because I'm an SEO guy. I always have been, you know, um, we literally offer SEO as a service. But on this occasion, I'm telling you when it comes to protecting your time and your energy and your effort, if you only focus on SEO, you're just going to get everyone and their dog. To, to visit your website and get in touch with you. And then you become a little bit overwhelmed with the amount of leads that you're getting coming through. That's exactly what happened to me. And that's why I needed to create specific content to protect myself and, and our business. Um, and that's why it's so important to think about these individual pillars.
1: And in, in, oh, so very interesting. Okay, we've just got a couple minutes left. Time flies with you, my friend. Okay, <laughs> Martin, what's the final thing we need to know?
0: So I think, um, you know, there's, a, there's obviously, we spoke about repelling content, attracting content, mm. price, sales content is really, really important. So this is something else. We do have an, another few pillars as well, including process content, which we spoke about a little. But sales content is something that we produce a lot of. And again, we touched on this before where somebody has questions about your products and services. And sometimes we like to get those people on calls. Why, why do you not have a blog post that says everything I need to know about my service? You know, whatever service it is. Every single service that we launch, we create a blog post that details everything that's included. It goes on our blog. When someone gets in touch with us and they say, Oh, I'm really interested in this, but does it include this? Does it not? We actually put all of the features, all of the benefits into a blog post that we can actually send to people so that they can self serve, they can educate themselves. Now, we've done this to the point where we actually now, don't speak to anyone before they buy from us. So what I mean by that is we have a service where we write content for clients and we optimize it for search engines. This is a big package? It's a few thousand pound a month. People buy from us now without ever needing to speak to us first. Now, people think, oh, if it's a hundred pound, I could have had a buy now button to my website. But actually we have found that people don't want to speak to people. They just want results. You know, they want to pay someone money. And it doesn't matter whether it's 100, 500, or a few thousand pounds, there is a way using content that you can make people comfortable enough with your brand and with your guidance and with your level of experience and expertise to never have to speak to another customer again. You can add buy now buttons to your website if you've got the right content and the right strategy and people will just give you money without you needing to speak to them. And that's exactly what happens with our business. Um, and a lot of people don't think that that's possible. They think if it gets past a certain point, we're going to need to speak to them, there's going to be a, an onboarding call, then we're going to have to invoice them. So when you go down this road, you're constantly going to see the benefits. And you, you're going to see the benefits, not just, oh, I'm attracting better clients, but I'm actually improving my sales process, I'm dealing with more people, I'm cutting out a lot of the a lot of the junk that I don't actually need to do, like these sales calls and then invoicing them and then sending them a follow-up reminder because they're not paid their invoice. So you can do so much when you really, really think about delivering excellent content that helps people understand what you offer. So again, we're not talking about algorithms. We're talking about improving your clients and your processes so much to the point that it completely transforms your business.
1: Yeah, and I think the biggest and most you know, profound things in life and business are the simplest. And yeah. so sometimes when I talk to someone like you and I think this is so simple, I can't, am I, I, am I stupid? How come I not, <laughs> did I not get this before? Like, I think what I'm hearing, even frequently asked questions, we all know, oh, use frequently asked questions to do write a posts and do that stuff. But again, that's the sales process. I don't have frequently asked questions for after you sign on and we're working with you, but they're the same questions. How many times am I going to answer them that I wouldn't write this out for you or do a video or, or a reminder? Like, I just realized it's almost like I'm running around town. I'm in high school. I'm trying to get a date. And then once you get the date, you don't you don't pursue the relationship. You just oh great, they said yes. I'm not even gonna knock on the door. We're not going out to dinner. We're like that's it. That we, we I'm not crossing that threshold. And all you're right. All we've been hammered into our head is about content SEO stuff. Make sure you, you know, get out there, social media, blah, 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 blah. Right. But how can we have customer retention? How can we take, especially me when I'm about systems, take work off my desk by saying, yes, we're just going to feed this content to you when you're onboarding with us so that I don't have to repeat myself and waste your time asking answering the same questions. Yeah. 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 Oh my gosh. Oh my God. You are as wise as you are British. Okay. (laughs) All right. Oh my heavens, time flew by. Okay, Martin, where can people find more of your brilliance?
0: So my agency is jammydigital.com. I run that business with my wife. That's where we talk about content and have packages for people and stuff like that, that people can literally hire us to do their content for them. So it's pretty simple, really. It made sense. We talk about this stuff every day. We may as well do it for people.
1: Yeah. hundred percent. Okay. You are a treat. Thank you so much for your wisdom. You certainly are a game changer for me, everybody else. Oh, listen to this show twice, take notes, do what you got to do. And we will see you in the next episode. Thanks so much.
0: Thanks so much. Bye-bye.
1: Hey guys, don't miss out. Hop on over to free gift from That's free gift, G I F T from Chris, K R I S. Dot com. We are constantly putting goodies in there just for you guys so that you can have a business that supports your life instead of consuming it.